Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hello everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have Mel Uh, Melinda Arnold, CEO of Films for Change, back with us today. And I was really excited to be able to talk about uh, the project that Mel started, which is NESS, a a project around resilience in children. So Mel, for the benefit of those listening, could you just give us a brief overview of what NESS is all about? Well, thanks, Jen. Um, NESS is all about a young girl who, in each episode, meets a different Australian animal. There's seven different episodes, so she meets seven different Australian animals and discusses the different feelings that she is experiencing that day. And it's all about Ness learning how to have resilience. So she has these feelings, but she finds out through her discussion with the animals that she'll be okay and that the feelings will pass. And I love the line when she's in the episode with the koala where the koala says to her, you know, feelings pass like clouds in the sky. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. That's, yeah, you're yeah. writing. <laughs> I think there was some of you that were influenced in that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and isn't it beautiful that we're using that word resilience and we're centering that around a child. I think she's about eight. Yes. I think. yes. Uh, so we're centering that word resilience around a young child, mm. and from that to be able to know that those feelings can be aired and shared uh, can build so much resilience uh, for a child as they get older, especially in I've always felt in their teenage years. Um, when life can be quite difficult at times and they, if they haven't been able to have a free um, reign of being able to share feelings, then often they can be, it can become very, very difficult for them in teenage years. Um, so uh, then for me, resilience is the, is the key word here, mm-hmm. really important. So definitely as a child, discussing feelings is really important with your children and allowing them to have those feelings, but also showing them that, you know, it'll it's going to be okay, that mm. that feeling will pass. It's not going to stay like this forever. Mm. You're not going to sit in this space forever. But even teaching them to observe feelings as well, is mm. that something that you look at, Jam, with? Absolutely. Children? And um, that's why, you know, I've often, especially with all the parenting groups I've run, um, a parent will say to me, when we talk about feelings, grief and loss, whatever, in the groups, they'll say to me, um, well, I don't want my child to see me sad. Mm. And I'll say, well, how is a child supposed to know that they have permission to show sadness if you are unable to show them they're, they're sad? The other thing there I let parents know too is that if you're telling your child that you, you know, you, you're basically saying you're okay, your body language is telling something totally different. Your tone of voice is saying something different. Mm. The child is getting confused. They don't know how then to deal with their feelings and the emotions. So 
they learn to suppress them mm. and block them and that becomes a patterning in their life. And unfortunately that's the worst part, that's the worst thing about not showing your own children um, that it's okay to be sad, whatever it is, angry, you know, show them and explain, you know, about the emotions that you might be feeling uh, and appropriately, of course, because then you, if you're teaching them about that, they are learning some, they're getting some wonderful strengths for their teenage years and for later on in life. And then they become that parent that they probably do want to be mm. when they're parents themselves. Yeah. They can share their feelings mm. and yeah. feel comfortable about it. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how did this idea come about? Um, NES was a project that we were so passionate about creating for a number of years and we finally were able to work on that last year and complete the project. And it originally started with a friend of mine that I'd known since I was quite young. Um, his name's Brock. And he contacted me one day and he said, um, I've just got something for you. Uh, I've got an idea about this little girl called Ness and she explores feelings. And he envisioned it to be a book series. And he knew that he wouldn't do anything with this. He just had this idea. So he wanted um, wanted us to create something out of that idea. So um, it took a, took a few years before um, it got underway, but we were successful in getting some funding from Central Coast Council. And then we were able to um, begin the pre-production and production of the series. Uh, when I was first coming up with the content of what we would discuss, what um, Ness would um, look at, I found that I wanted to look at Australian animals and have her interact with Australian animals. And when I figured that out, I remember I gave you a phone call because I was super excited <laughs> that I'd finally, um, yeah, thought of um, what Ness could do to um, to explore feelings in an episode uh, yeah, so then we um, yeah came about with seven different animals and each of those animals would discuss particular feelings with her. Mm. And it was, I was just so delighted to be asked to be able to be a part of this. And I, when I heard that, that it was called Ness and then we could think about, we've started to think about all the words that we could actually use, like happiness, sadness, uh, or, or we could say angriness, whatever it was, to be able to create something out of these series and to help to children and parents to understand about the importance of feelings and being able to share feelings. And I think it was beautiful that you came up with the idea of the of Ness and being able to, and I love the name, Ness, but about being able to share it with an Australian animal. Mm. And then there was this creation of, of uh, the visual, which is the beautiful drawings of the animals and the way this little girl interacts. Mm. Uh, and she is, she's not a drawn character, but she's just there talking to these animals. It was just beautiful and be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all on YouTube, so anyone listening can um, jump on the Films for Change YouTube channel to to watch the Ness series. The young girl that played Ness was this uh, lovely actor, Kaitora Russell, 
and we met her through an audition process and she was just perfect. She was exactly what we were looking for and she did so well. Like she learnt all her lines. Um, she was so keen and motivated. Yeah, we were so grateful to work with her. She was perfect. She was. Um, and, yeah, she did such a great job to interact with the, the animals that weren't actually there mm. in the um, in the studio space with her. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really good. And yeah. we had Belinda, Belinda Lindhart. Uh, her business is Creative Heart. She's an artist and illustrator on the Central Coast and she has some beautiful drawings and we asked her to, to draw the Australian animals and she did them all in watercolour and drew them all in different sections. So then Jerry was able to put all those different pieces together and have the, the mouth moving, etc. And they were beautiful. Wonderful drawings. I think uh, for me it was us sitting together in a few coffee shops over a period of time, yeah. coming up with dialogue, thinking about what, how we would, how we, how the nest would interact with the animals, mm. um, what that, um, how that would um, play out over a period of time, and and when the filming was being done, it was incredible to see it uh, happening and just and to see how comfortable nests seemed to be just being able to use the words. Mm. I think the words um, were, were sort of really good for her to be able to, the interaction was really good, even though she didn't see them, they were just drawn in and she didn't see them, but she was able to to interact that and do that so well. Yeah, that's right. And then to hear the feedback from the animals mm. and then, then, then so something positive to come out of each of those episodes for her to feel different about those emotions she was having. Yeah, that's right. And I think it was lovely in that way um, that I think for anybody to know that if you can truly express where you're at with anything to anybody, anything, Mm. and you get a positive response or you get responses, then it gets an opportunity to think about that and and then to know that you can feel comfortable just by releasing something, mm. releasing emotions, and then feel better about yourself inside. Mm. And that I think that's what Ness, for me, um, was. it was so good to see that at the end of each episode. Yeah, because it was had, important, wasn't it, yeah. to have her voice, her feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a different approach, especially when she was angry, Ness. Mm. You know, she had a different feeling, a different way of viewing it at the end. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, mm. even um, with the shyness, how she could overcome them and things in the, in that way. It's, it was just, it was beautifully, I think, beautifully done. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jan. We had your help. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. so enjoyed. I so enjoyed the dialogue. I just, I just so enjoyed being able to write um, some some of the um, these like sort of some of the dialogue and. And but it was just Mel. I, I said it in one of our, our other podcasts. We, we briefly mentioned this. I think um, that when you came up with the idea of Ness talking to Australian animals, I went, "Oh, oh, <laughs> how's that going to happen? <laughs> how, am, how am I meant to write it from a koala's perspective? How am I meant to write it from a kangaroo's perspective? Um, how, what would they say? 
Mm. But it was when I started to write that dialogue and and you and then you and, and, and I was able to elaborate and, and put more in, into it. Um, when I started to write it, it was lovely. I so enjoyed it. And it was just a beautiful thing to do. And it just seemed to flow. It just seemed to flow and I just enjoyed it so much and thinking what a koala might say or a lyre bird might say. Yeah, and they all (laughs) fitted so nicely, didn't they? They did. Yeah, and the voices of the actors all seemed to match. Yes, and then the the voices that you got for the animals, Mm. they just worked so well. Yeah, yeah, it all turned out really nicely. Yeah, yeah. I loved it when um, Jerry was able to, when we were able to do that um, release and we did it, um, I think we did it on YouTube, didn't we? we did. Yeah, face, Facebook, wasn't Facebook, it? Was yeah. it? Um, and we were sitting there just chatting about it and um, and how it came about. As And then Jerry was able to put those butterflies in around us mm. and I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah, they looked amazing. They did. Yes. So everything came together so well. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was so nice to be able to work on that with you and come up with a lot of those creative ideas and sit there and brainstorm and then finally it just popped, you know, one day and went, yeah, help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Mm. And it's really important, isn't it, to um, talk about your feelings as a child and I know you've said this before about your childhood, that you had to suppress your feelings and you don't show your feelings Mm. and... I recall experiencing a lot of that as well where you, you're made to feel shame about your feelings and mm. it's like if you're going to be angry then you need to go away or if you're going to be sad you need to go away. It was like you couldn't show show much. Even even happiness or joyfulness was, um, yeah, there seemed to be a lot of shame around that as well when I was a child mm. and that's in the 80s that, you know, you you don't show too much of any emotion because mm. that's showing too much of yourself. I don't know what, yeah, yeah. what, uh, what that's about. <laughs> and it was certainly that way for me growing up in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly that way, and and suppressed feelings around grief and loss, and and um, in particular, uh, not to to think of others that you had to suppress any of your own, however you felt. No, sorry, only to think of others, not to think of yourself. And to suppress any of those feelings that other people were much more important than you, mm. and it's 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 a funny thing to to grow up with that because you don't have it's, it's, it, when you're told that you to suppress those feelings, you don't really have a, such an identity of who you really are. Mm. It becomes very difficult to. Um, know who you are if you're not supposed to have certain feelings or if other people's are, are more important than you where do you fit in mm. what's your true identity yeah and my 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 belief over counseling over this uh, over 20 years my belief is this is um the reason why people have such um, don't understand who they really are when they're in their 40s or their 50s. They have no real understanding of where they fit in. And I've I've experienced this quite a bit in my counselling room that um, 
the the learnt belief or a learnt way of being as a child is cemented in to people. Mm-hmm. And then as they get into their older years, they form the opinion that they can't or that their, their, their feelings, even though they might be quite intense, are not going to be heard or supported. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from the, yeah, that childhood. Mm. Mm. It's, it, it becomes ingrained. Yeah. It becomes a way of, well, it's selfish, you know, that sort of thing. I need to, I've always known as selfish. Mm. So it's always been giving, giving me great pleasure to be able to talk with, with people in my counselling room and in groups I've done a lot around what it truly means to self-care and what it means to love yourself and what it means to put yourself first. Mm. And that shocks so many people. Yeah. And so it would be, um, it'd be really important for any parents that have young children that might have experienced that, like what um, we've spoken about in our childhood, that they they then don't, um, you know, do that with their own children, that, you know, they allow them to have the feelings and to talk about their feelings and that it's a healthy, a healthy thing. Uh, Unfortunately, yes, there's some parents that do realise and they can do that. Unfortunately, there's so many that continue the patterning. Mm-hmm. So children don't have their true voices, and so they're not able to truly express. So, um, and that's one of the reasons why I did write those two children's books. So, I could, it could, was mainly to help parents to, when they're reading the book to the child at a young age, um, they're learning. The, they're learning too. It's an educational tool, really. Yeah, mm, which is important yeah. to to create change and. Um, then that will continue changing with each generation. Yes, mm. absolutely. And yeah. In a positive way. Well, that's what we'd love to, to be able to do and, and to have this to grow. And I think um, if we could have more knowledge around this for more people to be able to go onto YouTube, explore it, they're only short yeah. Little segments, and there, there's seven of them. And if people could just go on and just have a little look and see, see um, what it's all about, and allow that to sort of perhaps um, develop in your family environment uh, to be able to think. Well, I could share this with my children. I, maybe I could talk a little bit more about my feelings. Maybe that might help my child, and it could grow from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been really lovely chatting with you, Mel. Thanks, and Jen. I'm really looking forward to being able to talk more about Ness in some upcoming um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to sharing that with everybody. And if you enjoyed this podcast today, it would be really appreciative if you could rate and review it for us at the end. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.